It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. What do we have on tap? Well, only way to find that out, you have to tune in. You have to grab your ticket, get on board, put your seatbelt on. Most importantly, enjoy the ride. That's right. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and your conductor, Anthony Smith. And we are getting ready to get this train on the track. So let's get rolling. train sports talk podcast with your host and conductor anthony smith grab your tickets get on board and enjoy the ride it's the a train sports talk podcast all aboard Jackson statewide receiver Kevin Coleman has entered transfer portal. I'm pretty sure that's not a secret. After seeming to reaffirm his commitment to Jackson State, Jackson statewide receiver Kevin Coleman has announced he is entering the transfer portal following Jackson State's 41-34 loss to North Carolina Central on Saturday. Coleman shared his original commitment post to his Instagram story saying, Love you, Jackson, or L, as well as, Gotta finish what we started. When Deion Sanders first announced he would be moving on to Colorado, Coleman was one of many players people expected to enter the transfer portal, potentially following him to Boulder. In his initial press conference, when he committed to Jackson State, he credited Sanders as the inspiration for his decision, saying, Prime time, why not play for the best? Coleman had his best performance of the season in the Celebration Bowl, recording seven receptions for 137 yards, both season highs, including an 85-yard touchdown catch. 
He also had a major impact on special teams, returning six kickoffs for 125 yards. This is nothing new for the Tigers freshman, who has been a major threat for Jackson State on offense and special teams all season. He finished the year with 32 receptions for 475 yards and three touchdowns. He also returned six kickoffs for 373 yards and six punts for 52 yards. Coleman joins the cavalcade of Jackson State players that have entered the transfer portal in the aftermath teams of the team's Celebration Bowl loss. These include Travis Hunter, Shadur Sanders, Shiloh Sanders, Herman Smith, John Huggins, and Tyler Brown, among others. Also, in some more news that is trending, We're going to look at Tennessee State's 2023 conference schedule, which includes Big South crossover matchups. The Big South Conference and the Ohio Valley Conference, OVC, announced today its football conference game schedule for the 2023 season, which marks the first year of the Joint Association of the League's football member institutions. Ten combined teams in 2023, six OVC, four Big South, will play a six-game conference schedule as prior scheduling commitments prevented opportunities for additional Big South OVC games in the first year. Games will be played during 10 of the 12 weeks in 2023, with the first-ever contest scheduled for Week 2 on September 9 with Linwood. 2022 OVC champion Southeast Missouri. The first crossover game features 2022 Big South champion Gartner Webb at Tennessee State in week three on September 16th. Five of the 10 members will begin league play in September. Linwood, September 9th, Southeast Missouri, September 9th, Tennessee State, September 16th, Gardner Webb, September 16th, and UT Martin, September 30th. The remaining five squads open conference action on either October 7th or 14th. Three league games are slated for October 7th, October 14th, and October 21st. And the slate increases to four on the final Saturday of October. Two of the three November dates have a maximum of five conference games on the schedule. More details of the association's administration, including tiebreakers, for the automatic bid to the playoffs will be announced later. Below is the 2023 TSU OBC League schedule along with the Big South opponents that the Tigers will face. On the 16th, Gardner Webb on 30th. This is a September 16th, Gardner Webb. September 30th at UT Martin, which is University of Tennessee Martin. October the 28th, Lindenwood, then in November on the 4th at Charleston Southern, on the 11th at Eastern Illinois, and on the 18th at Tennessee Tech. So there you have a glimpse of scheduling going on right there. 
And of course, you know, anytime there's games with a lot of fanfare, such as the case with Jackson State and maybe a team that they probably should have won or should have beat, there's going to always be the talk of disrespect. So, after Celebration Bowl win, North Carolina Central coach fumed about disrespect. North Carolina Central entered the Celebration Bowl as the decided underdog in what many believe would be a Jackson State coronation at their expense. The Eagles, however, downplayed being predicted to lose by 16 and a half points according to the Las Vegas gambling spread leading up to the game. But when North Carolina Central triumphed in a wild 41-34 overtime win on Saturday, head coach Trey Oliver was candid about the perceived disrespect this group received all week from the Jackson State Athletic Director the bowl game officials. There, Jackson State Athletic Director Ashley Robinson addressed us as North Carolina A&T State University. We pulled up to dinner the other night. Jackson State's buses won't move. They got to drop our guys off in the middle of a street, Oliver Fume. Pre-game, we're supposed to come out at a certain time before the national anthem. For whatever reason, the team wasn't ready, so they stopped everything. My guys sat in the tunnel for 10 minutes waiting to come out, but it didn't matter. They're going to put some respect on our name and black colleges. Khalil Baker, a Celebration Bowl defensive MVP, said, with all the attention, cameras, the conversation about Jackson State was somewhat of a godsend. NC Central could fly under the radar and out of the spotlight. There was no pressure, Baker said. So there is the disrespect card being tossed about. But one thing that I would have to say that was an eyesore on this whole celebration bowl didn't have anything to do with the game yet in the way it did, but it was the aftermath. And I have to ask this question, when do we take our fandom too far? Where do we draw the line? At some point, we have to draw a line and say, enough is enough. To me, it's a little bit too far. When one's life is threatened over a ball game. You want to know what I'm talking about? Come back on the other side of this break. And I will dive into it. You're listening to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Don't you go nowhere. We're still building up 
Head of Steam. Mr. Max Market, formerly known as P&P, is fully stocked for all your grocery needs. We carry the largest selection of hot links in Wichita, including the world-famous Oklahoma links from Mountain View and Rogers, Kansas links from Yoder, Colorado links from Gold Star as well as national brands such as Siegel and Dietz. Our meat department stocks ribs, pork butts, pork chops, brisket, hams, chicken, hamburger meat, oxtails, buffalo fish, whole catfish and fillets, and much more. In season, we stock hard-to-find produce such as red, yellow, orange, and purple meat watermelon, cantaloupe, melons, tomatoes, corn, greens, okra, and more. We have a huge selection of fish fry, seasonings, sauces, and rubs including the full lines of Louisiana and Slap Ya Mama products. In addition, we have all grocery staples including flour, sugar, bread, butter, cheese, snacks, milk, canned goods, candy, snacks, and drinks. Hey, what's happening? It's Rick Thomas with Running the Table, and you already know you are on board the A-Train. Hang on for the ride. segment of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. It is the train that is building up ahead of steam throughout the state of Kansas, picking up occasional passengers along the way. And the reason I do this is for you, the listener, and this is something I enjoy doing. Some of the guests I have been fortunate to pick up along the way that have actually trusted me is it has trusted their lives with me in my hands behind the wheel of a locomotive. There's been people like Scott Styles, formerly of KGSO in the game plan, Jeffrey Lutz, Bob Lutz. You can hear them on Bob and Jeff's show in the evenings from 2 to 4. KFH Radio. Even had Doug Downs on, who's still with the game plan. And his many co-hosts. Ed Nunez, way out in New Mexico. James Goodrum. These are some people I picked up on Facebook. I mean, the list just goes on. Xavier McDaniel. Mike Kennedy, voice of the Shockers. Chris Allison. Can't forget him. He is the one that the first time I got to sit in a radio studio and watch him. He's been on my show. Let me mention James Carr, the brother of Antoine, Karan Bradley. The list, the list goes on. I've been very fortunate to pick up guests along the way. So 
I do this because I enjoy people. And I enjoy people that enjoy what I'm doing. So that's why I come out and say this is the number one podcast throughout the state of Kansas. Can't forget some of the coaches. Western Sharks, uh, Coach Martin in Northwest. Good friend of mine is all the way out there in Oswego, Kansas, eight-man football coach, Matthew Fowler, uh, Jody Adams, Mark Potter, uh, Coach Laura, coaching another team now. Can't forget those who have helped me get to where I'm at. So with that, I just simply say thank you. So now that I've got the housekeeping out the way, time to get back to some news as we're still dealing with HBCU news and the aftermath from the Jackson State, North Carolina Central Celebration Bowl. A situation to me that turned ugly, which I find no place for it in sports. Because at the end of the day, it's just a game. Really, it's just a game. And I get it that these things do happen. But it shouldn't happen. It should never get that serious. Let me just say, though, we as fans, parents, because it, even, it starts even as low as at the peewee league. If you don't think your child is getting enough playing time, you take it out on the coach. Parents fighting against parents. Parents fighting against coaches. Then you're going up to the upper level. I mean, the best way I can say it is, those of you who haven't seen the series that came out on CW All-American, there's a lot of plots in that show. And a lot of what you see in that series, there's actually some truth to it. Fans take it too far. Parents take it too far. And in this situation, it just takes a few bad fans to mess it up everybody. Jackson State tight end Hayden Hagler received death threats after Celebration Bowl. Let me go ahead and remind you that we're dealing with a historically black college and university. The player that we're talking about is a player of non-color. So the fallout from Jackson State Celebration Bowl loss has taken a concerning turn after the mother of sophomore tight end, Hayden Hagler, said she and her son received death threats. Let me see that again. Said her and her son received death threats. Hagler has been a topic of conversation on social media after he unfortunately dropped a what would have been a touchdown pass to tie the game in overtime. North Carolina Central would go on, win the game 41 to 34. And there is a page from that of Pastor E. Dewey Smith Jr. He says, I posted a picture of me praying with Hayden Hagler of Jackson State University football earlier today. Hayden dropped the TD yesterday and was beyond broken. I'm going to post something with the family's permission because this is necessary for my fellow sports fans. I know that I can get caught up too, but 
let's be more careful that we don't get so caught up with the players on the field that we forget that they are people with families and their own stories and struggles. Please pray for Hayden and his mom, Lisa. Leave Lisa a message on Twitter, ma'am. Hashtag, help us to be more gracious. Lisa Hagler had this to say. The death threats are so strong, me and his girlfriend had to hide in the bathroom till the stadium was empty. The messages we are getting are so fire. I lost my oldest son to suicide. Four months later, my 21-year-old in a car accident. Two years later, my 19-year-old son aspirated in his sleep after self-medicated and sad. Then my stepdaughter to suicide. They don't know what this sweet boy has gone through. He is all I have. People are messaging me that they're going to kill him, that they're going to kill me. He is getting thousands of messages. He prayed for that play to make his brothers proud of him, but it backfired on him. But my boy is strong. And in one of the pictures you see, Pastor E. Dewey Smith praying with him. Also, in another video that was out, you can see Deion Sanders consoling him, letting him know, hey, this was not on you. So as the story goes on, in a Facebook post by Pastor E. Dewey Smith of the House of Hope in Georgia, he shared text messages from Hagler's mother detailing that in family received threatening messages from anonymous sources. See that right there. When you do something anonymously with such serious ramifications, I simply call you a coward. And all you're doing is thrill-seeking, but there's nothing thrilling about it. This, in my book, makes you a coward. Personally, I hope that this podcast, if none of my other ones, I hope that this podcast goes viral to the listening ear. That I too may get this anonymous call. Because I would like to address these anonymous sources just to tell them personally, if there's more than one of them, you are all cowards in my book. It's just a game. This game should not come down to the mat- to a matter of life and death. To me, I'm just going to call it like I see it. This has some racial overtones in it because the player was of Caucasian descent planned at a historically black college and university. I'm pretty sure he was there because the Dion effect. But you have some idiot out there that wants to get himself a few moments of fame, so much so though that he can't put his name on a tweet. He wants to do it the cowardly way. Kind of like game members that go by and do drive-by shooting. You don't have the gall to put your name on it, so you do it anonymously. 
making death threats. There's a saying that goes like this, be careful of the trap that you set out for someone because you might end up falling into it your own self. Hagler's mother explained that the situation was so bad that she and Hagler's girlfriend, who were watching the game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, had to hide in the bathroom till the stadium was empty. She also mentioned insight into the struggles their family has faced in the past, losing three sons due to depression. She says that Tiger's tight end prayed for that play so he could make him proud, but it backfired. In a post-game video, former Jackson State coach Deion Sanders was seen consoling Hagler in the locker room, telling him, that ain't on you, that's on us. We lost together. Do you understand that? I need you to fight through this adversity. This is going to prepare you for life. That moment is going to make you be one for the rest of your life. Matter of fact, I might be able to share this. Let me see if I can pull up this audio. This is something that I deem is necessary that needs to be heard. Yes, you heard. That was Deion Sanders talking to the young man after the game in this front of his locker room. In addition, Smith, who was at the Celebration Bowl, also shared a photo of himself attempting to console and praying with Hagler after the game. He said, yesterday I thought I was going to the Celebration Bowl to support my brother, Coach Deion Sanders, and Jackson State University football, says Smith in a Facebook post. After the game, I realized why I was there. At this moment, after Hayden dropped the TD pass, he was literally inconsolable for hours. God had me there yesterday to minister to this young man, pain, and pray for him. He ended by giving a call to action, saying, Family, likewise, we should never let one situation destroy our lives and future. It's bigger than one moment. Hold your head up and move on to the next play. And yes, this article did contain mentions of suicide. So as a public service announcement, what I want to do before I go to my next break is add this in. If you or someone you know is struggling. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available 24-7 at 800-273-8255.
Once again, that number is 800-273-8255. So, what I'm going to do here now is I'm going to take another break. And when I come back, we'll be pulling the trains to the station. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and your number one conductor, Anthony Smith. Don't you go nowhere. your host and conductor anthony smith it's time for us all to grow together so if you would like to have your ad ran on the a train sports talk podcast simply reach out to me at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com or at 316-553-2010 or if you would like to sponsor a segment you can also reach me at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com or 316-553-2010. So let's grow together. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. This is Tracy, host of the Moonstar Podcast, and you are listening to A-Train. Buckle up, baby, and enjoy the ride. Woo! here in the Wichita area who is very prominent beat writer covers shocker sports and though hey I, I gotta tell you this listening looking at some of the comments on these message boards chat lines yeah I'm gonna call these names out too shocker unfiltered uh, it could be very toxic in there the guy who does follow shocker basketball he knows it's shocker talk reached out to a young man by the name Taylor Eldridge so I look forward to having him on here in the near future. Maybe we can get some real insight on Shocker basketball as opposed to armchair Shocker basketball. Don't know when that's going to happen, but when it does, I will definitely give you, the listening audience, a heads up. So I'm elated. That we, I reached out and we are now friends on Facebook. And he has given me his word. Whenever I'm ready, just let him know. So Taylor Elrich, I want to say to you personally, thank you getting back in touch with me. I appreciate it, and I count it an extreme honor. 
the laws and the laws. So what I'm going to do to before I bring this train to the station, and I guess you could say that this podcast here pretty much has been dedicated to HBCU, Jackson State, uh, the works. So what I want to do is introduce you to six HBCU football players who were named AP FCS All-Americans. And hopefully some of these guys will get to, as Dion would say, Coach Prime, get their shine on at the next level. The Associated Press annual FCS All-American team features a selection of six HBCU players. The lone player selected to the first team is North Carolina Central defensive back and MEAC defensive player of the year, Khalil Baker. Baker finished second in the MEAC with four interceptions and tied second with nine passes defended as part of the Eagles defense that will face Jackson State Saturday Celebration Bowl. Mind you, the reason this is saying will face because this came out prior to the Celebration Bowl. Arkansas Pine Bluff offensive lineman Mark Evans II added another notch to his resume by being selected to the offensive second team. This is the third FCS All-American honor he has received this season along with a Hero Sports FCS All-American selection and place on the field Steel FCS All-American team. Joining Evans on the offensive second team is Florida A&M wide receiver Xavier Smith. Smith was the top receiver in the SWAC this past season, recording 87 receptions, 1,021 receiving yards, and 11, and scoring 11 touchdowns. Hopefully, he will be one that you will see at the next level. Remember that name, Xavier Smith. He could be a dark horse in the draft. Headlining defensive second team is South Carolina State linebacker B.J. Davis. Davis led the MEAC in interceptions, five, and pass defended, 12, while also recording second most total tackles, 94. Also selected to the defensive second team is Jackson State linebacker and SWAC defensive player of the year, Aubrey Miller, Jr. Miller finished the season with 106 tackles total tackles, 11 tackles for loss, two sacks, six pass breakups, four forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. He played a huge role in the Tigers finishing the regular season at 12-0. and 0. Rounding out the field is Jackson State offensive lineman Tyler Brown. The Louisiana transfer makes an impact in his first season with the Tigers as he was also named to the all-swag first team. So there you have those All-Americans that were named. So whatever their endeavors are after the season, some may be juniors, some may be seniors, but whatever their endeavors are, we wish them the best of luck at the next level. And I want to say this, I want to thank you for making my podcast what it is. Yes, I always say it is the number one podcast throughout the state of Kansas. No, 
I do not have no statistics to back that up. But I'm going to keep saying that it's the number one podcast throughout the state of Kansas because what makes it number one is the people that listen to it and the guests that comes on. It's not about me. It's about each and every one of you that make it what it is. I plan on doing another one tomorrow. We will talk about some of the craziness that happened in the NFL. So now you can officially say Houston Oilers, as we knew them, are officially off the schneid as the team giving up the most points in the comeback. Because now, that distinction goes to the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> but until the next time, take care of yourself and each other. I will be back to pick you up next time. Have a blessed day. A Train Sports Talk Podcast. We're pulling this train into the station.